Blog Talk Radio. Sunday at 11 a.m. Take you to 1 
p.m. We'll have Ronaldo Santiago in studio, and we're going to give you our WrestleMania picks next Sunday. Be sure to check that out. So as we go through this WrestleMania season, would not be able to get through it without my tag team partner who's on the line from Connecticut. Let's bring him up. Dave, how you doing this evening? I'm doing very well. Very excited to be back after a, a brief hiatus and ready to, you know, ride out the rest of this windy road on the last couple of weeks of WrestleMania season. So, yeah, and before we get into WrestleMania, we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. As, as we look at, like, the card, there's, uh, you know, 10 matches, 11 if you include the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So, um, WrestleMania is probably going to take a day and a half, and we're going to try and, like, dissect that for you in under that amount of time. But um, I got to tell you, Dave, you know, you recommended it. You said it on the show, and uh, I do take your recommendations seriously. So I, I hopped on board and uh, started listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast. And uh, good stuff, man. I guess it's unusual for one podcast uh, to, to kind of throw it out and give cred to, to another podcast. Uh, but I got to say, you know, I, I got to recommend it to anyone who's a wrestling fan. Uh, give that podcast a listen. Um, it, it's really cool because it's just it's um, lots of great stories. Uh, Bruce Pritchard's got a really cool way about him. Uh, his, his co-host kind of keeps the show on track. Um, it's just a good show, good stories. I listened to a, a Roddy Piper episode where uh, Bruce Pritchard talked about Roddy's career and, and his life and their friendship together. And, uh, man, tug at the old heartstrings at the end when Bruce Pritchard kind of broke down. Uh, made the mistake of listening to it at the gym. So in the middle of lifting, I almost broke down. Um, but, you know, it was one of those podcasts that seriously, you laughed, you cried, you had a good time, and you can't ask for much more than that. So, um, Dave, thank you for the recommendation. I started listening to the uh, NWO in the WWE podcast, but uh, really good stuff, solid stories, and uh, I got to thank you for the recommendation. It's my new addiction. Seriously, it is. When my wife takes over the television, I put the earphones in, and I listen to a Bruce Pritchard podcast. Um, I I listened to the Piper one last night. I just finished today listening to the one uh, involving the the steroid trial for the World Wrestling Federation. I've listened to his time in TNA. Uh, I listened to one about his his dealings with Ravishing Rick Rude. The last – his uh, details on uh, the last WCW Monday Nitro because he was there in Panama City. I mean, there's so many great stories from a guy who lived in the inner circle of Vince McMahon and the World Wrestling Federation and his time. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, and even some of the, the, the stories that I've I've never heard before that were it's just amazing to hear. Like, for instance, on the Roddy Piper one, um, I heard a, a little rumbling about this, but Pritchard went into more detail how at WrestleMania 12. Uh, the original plan for Piper was, was that he was going to wrestle O.J. Simpson. They had offered O.J. Simpson a ton of money to do WrestleMania, and O.J.'s people were going to do it. They didn't get through all the details yet, but uh, they were planning on doing Piper and O.J., and it was going to be almost like a legit fight, like O.J. was going to do the job, and, and Piper was going to really beat the crap out of him. And then um, the, 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 the toy sponsors got involved and said, if you have him on your show, we're never going to work with you ever again. And that's when Vince pulled the plug. I mean, it's just amazing stuff. And like you said, the way that he, he goes about it, um, you'll have to listen to some of his, um, his, uh, the WrestleMania podcasts that he does regarding, um, you know, his, his time during those specific shows. He's done uh, WrestleMania podcasts on six, seven, nine, 
and 15. And the way that they, they structure it is that you know, I'm sure you might get it just from listening to the Piper one, but uh, Conrad Thompson, the, the host will, will go over like things that he's heard in the dirt sheets. And then Bruce will kind of tell you what's true or not. And just the financial numbers and the stats and stuff like that, that, um, that, that, that come out of it. I mean, overall, I love it. And I'm not a big podcast guy. Surprisingly enough, I do one with you, but I'm not super big on listening to other podcasts, but this one that, like I said, this is my fix. That's my regular thing now. So I'm glad that you enjoy it. And hopefully all our listeners out there, you guys will enjoy it too. You'll hear some amazing stories from Bruce Pritchard. I can't say enough good things about his podcast. It's called something to wrestle with, with Bruce Pritchard. And here's the and, and clever enough the way they do it, but but like you said, they do like WrestleMania specific uh, podcasts, and uh, as they're doing like like the Roddy Piper podcast, they'll reference the WrestleMania podcast. So if you want to hear the stories more in depth, go listen to one of the other podcasts. So it's they they cleverly like say you know they kind of they don't they don't go into stories as in depth if it's been done on another show they just reference the other show so you know you end one it's like ooh i got to listen to something else now because i want to hear some more of the stories so yeah the oj simpson stuff i found fascinating that that they could have been oj versus roddy and i think one of my favorite parts of it was the fact that the the way they sold roddy on it was the fact that they just told roddy you get to beat the shit out of oj simpson <laughs> That was amazing, yeah. You know, it was like it was going to be a straight shoot, you know. I mean, Roddy Piper, notorious. Everyone knew that, like, he wasn't – he was protective of the business, didn't like celebrities uh, getting involved, had heat for a long time with Mr. T, um, you know, did not like that whole idea of non-wrestlers being involved in wrestling. Um, and, and, you know, the question came up, like, why would Roddy agree to something like this? And it was just – you get to beat up O.J. Simpson. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. as long as I get to beat up O.J. Simpson. Like, you get to beat the shit out of O.J. Simpson. Like, okay. And the best <laughs> is, like, it was pitched to O.J. that you're going to get your ass kicked. But O.J. just needed his paycheck. So everyone yeah. was on board for it. He needed money just, at that time. Exactly. Just, just over, fascinating he stuff. Fascinating behind the scenes stuff. The other thing that struck me, honestly, was the, uh, you know, it's almost like Piper had one final rib on all of us was the, the controversy with Stone Cold Steve Austin and that whole idea that, that Stone Cold uh, had a hand in, in uh, having Piper's podcast uh, booted. And um, that whole thing was just uh, apparently, according to Bruce Pritchard, n- none of that really ever happened. Uh, Stone Cold had nothing to do with that. And uh, Piper was actually moving his podcast to SoundCloud and uh, got a little, a little bit of publicity. Unfortunately, he passed away. Um but Piper kind of ribbed us all by uh, kind of blaming Stone Cold for uh, get, having his podcast taken. Yeah, I mean that was that was some interesting stuff. What about the uh, the the stuff that they they go into with Piper about um, about his uh, which call it was it the uh, oh with the Morton Downey the Piper's Pit at WrestleMania five and how the, how they how they pitched it to Bruce like he was originally going to do Brother Love show. And how the way Vince pitched it to him, and Bruce thought he was like, you know, getting ousted from WrestleMania, but it turned out, no, you're gonna be with Roddy Piper, and it was like his first real interaction with him. And but like I said, it's just great stuff, phenomenal stuff. You have, besides listening to this show, because that should be a number one priority for you wrestling fans out there. You listen to this show, but after you listen to this show, you go listen to Bruce Pritchard, something to wrestle with. 
Exactly. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. This is priority one, then, uh, you know, hit that as like your second priority. But good, good stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to listening to, to more of these podcasts. I mean, I've done that. Like, that's kind of been my my thing when I go to the gym is uh, throwing on a podcast. And, you know, I've done a bunch of Jericho's, uh, Jim Ross. So uh, looking for something new. And uh, I think I, I, I agree with you, though. I think the structure of it is really cool, the way Conrad throws out how it was reported and what the dirt sheet said. And then it's tell us what really happened. And sometimes it's the dirt sheets got it right. And sometimes it's the dirt sheets couldn't be farther from the truth. And, yeah. and I think that that's, it, that's an intriguing structure, how, you know, Conrad basically is, is the fan's voice. I mean, he's the host, but he's that the fan's voice. Like we as fans heard it told to us this way. Is it true? And Pritchard gives us the, the, the true story. And uh, I, I like the structure. It, it's interesting because a lot of times as I'm listening to it, I, I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I heard. What really happened? And then Bruce Pritchard goes into the story. So um, definitely good stuff. Like the structure, entertaining. Uh, Pritchard is very entertaining. I like the structure. So definitely wanted to, uh, you know, and you, you do this show and you, you hit upon something in the wrestling world that uh, kind of gets you going, gets the juices flowing. Uh, Got to bring it to you guys and uh, recommend it. So, uh, you know, it's not a wrestling show. It's not a program. It's not a wrestler. But uh it's another podcast, so highly recommend it. Um, so let's get into as we move towards uh, the the show of shows. We had a fast lane, and and you know, Dave, I, I think when you when it comes to fast lane, um, you kind of hit the nail on the head with that idea of it being um, a version of Saturday Night's main event. Um, and looking at that, I, I think it was it was a solid pay per view. Um, it helped get a set for WrestleMania. It wasn't something that uh, was a world beater, um, but it didn't suck either. Uh, fun stuff, and definitely um, when this pay per view ended, you got that sense of all right. As much as it's been a winding road, we got we got off the ramp. We got off the exit, and now it, it's a straight shoot to WrestleMania. Yeah, Fastlane certainly did set the for WrestleMania on a number of fronts. Like I said on the pregame show a few weeks ago, I, I felt that you were going to get some solid answers from a storytelling perspective in the majority of these matches. Uh, just for the record, Fastlane, as far as our pay-per-view prediction picks go, all three of us, three-way tie. We all went five and three on some of our picks. Um, turns out you and I made out pretty good at the end. We both picked the safe pick with Goldberg, and Rocky ended up picking uh, picking Owens to win it, which I was praying for, I was hoping for, um, because I didn't really think, and I still don't think Goldberg and Lesnar needs to be for the Universal title, but nonetheless, it's going to be that way. Um, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't expect much from that match. I didn't think it was going to be as short as it was. But I also felt like at the same time, too, I felt like the Jericho interference wasn't necessary. Um, I get why they did it to save face for Owens. And I'm sorry if I'm maybe going off script here with you, Ken. If I don't know if you plan on talking about something else about the no, show. But I, I didn't really care for the way it was done. Like, Goldberg is a big, menacing dude. Like, he didn't need somebody to distract Brock Lesnar and beat him in a minute 26. Why would he need Jericho to, to, to beat him in, in 22 seconds? 
to beat Owens in 22 seconds. I just didn't really see that was necessary. Like, if anything, like, I would have maybe had Jericho come out post-match and kind of get his revenge on Owens that way as, as, as kind of rub it in that he lost to, to, to Goldberg. You know, I mean, Goldberg is badass enough. He didn't need, he didn't need Jericho's help, you know. Like, I'm not saying that, that the Goldberg character – enlisted in Jericho, but I just, I don't know, I didn't really care for the end. Maybe that's because, as me as a fan going in, I didn't want Goldberg to win the title in the first place, because I really didn't think it was necessary. But um, overall, it was a solid show. Uh, like I said, you couldn't really, um, you couldn't really find a bad match, but it wasn't a great, there wasn't really great matches. I will say, match of the night probably went to the Cruiserweights, and we talked about it on that show, too, that, like, there was nothing really to write home about when it came to the cruiserweights and, and, and uh, you know, how they've progressed since they brought them on to Monday Night Raw. And they had the match of the night. Gallagher and, and Neville tore it up, in my opinion. So uh, I was pleasantly surprised by that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got what I expected out of Fastlane. And it was it's solid, to say the least, like a, like, a, like, a, like a solid version of Saturday night's main event. Hey, it's interesting because I, I actually I'm, I'm on the opposite side. I I didn't mind um, the the way I took it, and again, it's different strokes for different folks, uh, you know. And that's the thing with wrestling, like, um, you know, and, and it's it's a thing that kills me actually with a lot of wrestling fans. You know, everyone has an opinion, and and an opinion's not right or wrong. It's an opinion. You know, it's what you like, what you don't like. Um, you know, and, and the Goldberg thing, I took the interference, honestly, as it wasn't an interference in, in the purest sense. It was a distraction that uh, made Owen stay in the ring. Um, and I know I'm getting into, like, semantics, but Owens was playing that, you know, I'm in the ring, I'm out of the ring, I'm in the ring, I'm out of the ring, uh, you know, kind of kind of playing head games. And so it wasn't, in, in the sense of, like, when it comes to wrestling and that distraction, it wasn't like Owens had the upper hand and, and was distracted, and that was the, the in that Goldberg needed. It was the distraction provided um, a start to the match. Uh, the match started because Owens, you know, was forced to stay in the ring uh, per the distraction. So that distraction didn't bother me so much. Um, to me, again, I thought it was the right move. Uh, when it was all said and done, and this is me with the storytelling that's involved, that um, how could the way they built Goldberg, um, I just felt like Goldberg had to win the match. And, and that's where my pick was. And, and to me, and I do think that, you know, it's not necessarily a necessity that that title is involved in the Lesnar-Goldberg match. Um, but it does add a little bit to it. I mean, this fight now going into Mania really has a tremendous big fight feel to it. Um, with this match and, and the, the, the distraction by Jericho, and it adds fuel to the fire between Jericho and Owens, um, I guess the one thing with, with this, this event that I really didn't like um, the interference in the ladies' match. And... I'm fine with the Jericho interference, but having that sort of thing happen uh, in two title matches, um, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't have Jericho distracted from going the way of a distraction in the ladies' title match. Um, it seems like they're they're moving in the direction to turn Sasha heel. Um, I didn't like the idea of there being interference for Charlotte to 
lose her streak of, of title matches on pay-per-views. Um, decent match. I just didn't like the ending. Um, to be perfectly honest, right now, you know, wrestling is it's a cruel sport, and sometimes it sucks, but you get hurt, and, you know, the, the field kind of passes you by, and, and your chance to kind of shine, uh, you know, may go away. Hell, just ask Dolph Ziggler. Um, I'm really not into Sasha Banks right now, and I just didn't really want to see her in this. This now it's just me and my opinion, but I, I didn't. I didn't think the match needed it there. Um, so that that's where, as far as interference goes, I was not a big fan of it in uh, the, the women's championship match. Um, I was okay with it in the main event. Um, but again, to to your point, this was a really good Saturday night's main event. I agree with you. I think the cruiserweights. Uh, Stole the show, uh, which is good for them. I'd like to see some more character development and some better storytelling with the cruiserweights. Um, but as far as match in ring, I think they kind of stole the show. And uh, so a solid Saturday night's main event as uh, you know, what happened happened. Goldberg is now the universal title heads us into WrestleMania as I'm just, I'm sitting here like, and just watching Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of Roman Reigns. Cause I always have the network up when we do the show and, I love that match. Reigns is, is laughing at uh, Lesnar as he's just getting his ass handed to him. So I remember I being that. in the arena that night, and this was uh, another fight that had a big fight feel. But I digress. Um, I thought most of the matches on the card were, were pretty solid. It was a fun little pay-per-view, and uh, we're, we're firmly on the road to uh, WrestleMania. I thought Roan, uh, Reigns and Strowman was actually a really good match, and – you know, Dave, that match, I mean, again, I thought storytelling-wise, it was the right story to tell. Uh, Reigns was being bullied, finally got the bully in the ring, and went over on him. Uh, that was simplifying. That was a story to be told, especially if the plan was Reigns to go against Taker. Um, need the win, at least in my opinion, need the win beforehand. Um, but, man, I, you know, from last year, uh, and, and the rumblings of Strowman possibly going against The Undertaker and, and most, including myself, just not wanting to see that, not thinking Strowman was ready. Um, wow, this guy's got star written all over him. Well, may I comment on your, your, your remarks uh, regarding the women's match first before of course I you get can. into it? Um, I, I agree with you. I didn't care for the Sasha Banks interference. I really didn't. However... After seeing the way things have unfolded the past few weeks, I think that interference serves a purpose. I think her interfering in Bailey's match is the catalyst for dissension between the two of them as we get further into the buildup for this match, which is now rumored to possibly be a fatal four-way or even a fatal five-way with Nia Jax and Dana Brooks somehow getting involved. There's talks of maybe changing that matchup a little bit, but I have a feeling that that interference is going to spark the, 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 the tension between Bailey and Sasha for when they eventually have Sasha turn heel and turn on her friend Bailey. I didn't, I didn't like it at the, at the moment, and I really thought that Charlotte losing should have been a big deal, especially they've hyped her up as the queen of pay-per-view. But I kind of have a feeling that that's going to be a reason that there's purpose to that interference at that time. You know what I mean? Now, as far as Strowman goes, yeah, I agree with you 100%. He's got star written all over him. And you know what's interesting about this 
this is this is where I like this is this is where I marvel in the fact that I'm about to call the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community, out on their bullshit. Last year, you couldn't find a wrestling fan that wanted to see Braun Strowman and The Undertaker at WrestleMania when that match was rumored to the point where WWE actually saw the backlash. That, that, that was taking place online from fans not wanting to see this match, that they pulled the plug before they even got started. Now, you go to Monday Night Raw a few weeks ago in Chicago, and Strowman calls out Reigns, and Undertaker comes out, the place goes insane. They're chanting, holy shit, this is awesome. It was like they wanted to see that match more than they wanted to see Roman Reigns and Undertaker. I mean, go figure. It's the internet wrestling community. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. And there's more examples of that as far as this WrestleMania build goes that I'll get into later. But I just found it in that moment when Undertaker returned and was faced off with Strowman, I had a feeling obviously it was going to lead to him and Reigns, but it looks like now, I mean, it's obviously going to be him and Reigns at WrestleMania, but it looks like now they had those two interact with each other to set up the possibility of a future match down the line. That's why Strowman kind of backed out of the ring slowly, not necessarily as a cowardly heel, but out of respect for Undertaker. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if we see Strowman and Undertaker later this year, all pending Undertaker's health. So um, I, 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 but he's, he has progressed like, if anything, he's like a product of what the brand extension should be. Like he got it, he got time to, to to shine on his own. He's not in a group with the Wyatts anymore, and he's they've done the right things by him. They've accentuated his positives and they've camouflaged his negatives. They know he's not going to be pulling out five star matches, but they have they've let him grow as a performer. They haven't rushed his character development and build up with him. But at the same time, they've also let him do unique things that a guy his size and a guy with his look doesn't necessarily do. For instance, the stuff he did with Big Show about a month ago on Raw. Like, you don't normally see that out of a big man. But for him, like, to let him do that on in the main event of Monday Night Raw, it shows that they have huge plans for him as being the next big monster in WWE. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, you know, there's, you know, there are guys that like you peg and, and you know, you watch this stuff uh, long enough and you kind of look at them as, all right, this guy's definitely going to be the next big thing. And, and some guys sneak up on you. And, and there's yeah. no doubt that uh, Strowman um, is a specimen. And that was never in question. Um to me, you know, initially seeing Strowman, um, just a big guy, big, strong guy, uh, was unimpressed with just about everything else that he brought to the table. Uh, character, talking, in-ring ability, um, was was pretty unimpressed with him. And uh, give credit where credit is due. He, uh, where, however he's been training, however, uh, you know, he's gone about putting um, – this character and, and his in-ring work together. Um, you know, he's one of those guys. You can't be more impressed with uh, what he's put out there. And, and a guy that, you know, again, I'm not saying he didn't have a future necessarily, but um, I, I wouldn't say that I looked at him as someone with a lot of star quote unquote potential. Um, but that potential is there uh, tenfold right now. A guy that I could easily see, uh, you know, in the not too distant future, walking around with the universal title or the WWE title. Um, he's, he's a main event type guy. 
And uh, uh, it's amazing, you know, what a difference a year makes. But kudos to everything uh, he's done to improve his game and improve what he brings to the table because, to me, the sky's the limit when it comes to Braun Strowman. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. As on the other side of the break, we're going to start to – Get into this WrestleMania card. Look at the build. Has the build been good? Will this show live up to the moniker? Showcase of the Immortals. Uh, We'll discuss uh, some of the big-time matches, and uh, we'll discuss the build going into WrestleMania. And uh, we want to hear from you, so give us a call. But right now, we do it each and every show at this time. It's time for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Day 550 News Report. Only heard at the top of the hour each and every week right here at the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. And it's a busy week with us as we get closer to WrestleMania, so let's not wait any longer and dive into this week's top stories. Excuse me. Coming off the heels of the Hardys' exit from Impact Wrestling, it looks as if there may be unresolved issues between both parties. Matt Hardy's wife, Rebby, went on a long profanity-laced tirade directed at Impact Wrestling's Jeff Jarrett and Ed Nordholm, revealing the organization is suing the Hardy brothers over copyright and trademark issues over the broken characters the brothers portrayed with Impact Wrestling. This rant took place on Twitter earlier, this, earlier last week. The Hardys have publicly stated that they own and created a gimmick, while Impact Wrestling feels they have the rights to the intellectual property. Rebby's tweets also indicated that Impact Wrestling sent out cease and desist letters to the brothers, Ring of Honor, and cable and satellite providers that were airing the Ring of Honor 15th anniversary pay-per-view last weekend, where the Hardys were in action, threatening legal recourse if any aspects of the broken characters or the intellectual property were to be portrayed on the air. Dish Network took the threat seriously and at the last minute pulled the plug on airing the pay-per-view. Ring of Honor played it safe and made no reference to the Hardys under the broken moniker. In related news, Jeff Hardy spoke with SEScoops.com this week and revealed that the brothers are under a short-term deal with the company as opposed to a long-term contract as it's been reported. Jeff seemed to indicate that the team's run with Ring of Honor could be ending WrestleMania weekend at the Supercard of Honor in Lakeland, Florida when they defend the Ring of Honor tag team titles against the Young Bucks in a ladder match. Rumors have gone back and forth on the status of the brothers' future. Are they going to WWE? Are they staying with Ring of Honor? Or are they just going to freelance for the time being? Nobody seems to know at this this time, despite the comments made by Jeff in this very interview, when he stated he would love to end his career and bring the broken brilliance of the Hardys to WWE. Jeff spoke of the issues with his former employer briefly, but didn't provide any kind of legal update. Rebby, however, Rebby, on the other hand, revealed on Twitter late this week that the family has sought legal representation and they will no longer be speaking on this matter unless advised by their attorney. I'm sure as the sunrise, I will have more in this story as it develops. After some controversial comments from a Talking Smack segment on the WWE Network late last week, speculation has run amok on the future of Daniel Bryan with WWE. During a back-and-forth verbal exchange with The Miz, Brian was confronted with the comments by Miz of not being able to wrestle anymore. Brian replied back that he is still able to wrestle, but won't get cleared by WWE Medical. After these comments, speculations surrounded his status, surrounding his status began to take over the headlines, as Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer confirmed that Brian's WWE contract expires in 18 months, and many expect him not to re-sign with the WWE in hopes of being able to wrestle again. 
Meltzer reports that after WWE Medical wouldn't clear him to return to action, that he was allegedly rushed to deliver his very memorable retirement speech on Monday Night Raw last year by none other than Vince McMahon. Brian allegedly is open to working with New Japan Pro Wrestling, as well as the Mexican promotion CMLL, with an angle leading to a mask versus hair match. Brian told Jonathan Coachman last September on ESPN that he feels 100% and that he could wrestle again. Meltzer did note that Brian apparently would be adapting a new in-ring style that would be low risk, but still able to perform entertaining matches. As of right now, it's expected that WWE Medical would likely not clear Brian to return in the next year. In my personal opinion, as long as this class action concussion lawsuit against WWE is ongoing, I don't see Daniel Bryan getting clearance to return to WWE as long as he's under contract. It has been part of the rumor mill that NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal would be a part of this year's WrestleMania facing the big show in a match. Shaq himself even confirmed talks to have taken place. At one point, he admitted that the match may not happen. Then he would later reveal talks resumed and was hopeful of a deal being reached. That was what the wrestling world heard last from Big Shaq Diesel. Until this past Monday night on Raw, as it was confirmed in an interview segment with WrestleMania 33 hosts The New Day, that Big Show will be competing in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for the fourth straight year. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer would later report that speculation is Shaq, who is financially well off, was not impressed with the offer WWE presented him and turned down the deal. Big Show's contract with WWE expires in February of 2018, and who's to say there isn't a chance that this match may not take place before then, but it certainly won't happen at this year's WrestleMania. And in an update on the WrestleMania status of Seth Rollins, his physical altercation with Triple H last week on Raw is not a sign of getting full clearance, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet. The report states that Rollins is able to perform baseline work, as doctors call it, which means he's not cleared for a full-fledged match. With almost two weeks out from the WrestleMania, from WrestleMania, the rumored Triple H-Rollins match is still in jeopardy of not taking place at the show of shows. Several backup plans, however, are in place in the event Rollins can't get cleared in time. Despite WWE officials feeling confident, he will be cleared to return to full-time action. One scenario suggested is an unofficial in-ring altercation with Triple H at WrestleMania that will further set up a match in the very near future. Other backup plans for Triple H include either a match with Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, who is rumored to be returning to Raw tomorrow night, or a tag team match with Triple H teaming with Samoa Joe against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. The tag match would serve the purpose of having an official match on the card for all four involved, plus it would be designed for Rollins to limit his action and protect his knee in a tag team match environment. Rollins' WrestleMania status could be a game-time decision, but regardless of if the match is made or not, company officials expect Rollins to be a part of the show in some way, shape, or form. And in my final story this week, Fightful.com reports that according to the Arlington Police Department in Arlington, Texas, last year's WrestleMania 32 paid attendance is actually 80,709 people, a far cry from the over 101 thousand plus that WWE touted last year. The Wrestling Observer reports that 97,679 people in total were in attendance at WrestleMania 32, which included ushers, ticket takers, AT&T stadium staff, as well as WWE staff, guests of talent, and talent themselves. The Observer also notes that this paid attendance also broke the SummerSlam 92 attendance record of 79,127. Those WWE people are a bunch of liars. Goddamn liars, I tell you. I'm never going to watch their show again. Until next week.
And there you have it. Thank you all for tuning in to the Dave 550 News Report. Head on over to 1640 PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network and more to download archive shows where you can listen to the best in pro wrestling talk and the rest of the gang over at 1640 that cover the unpredictable pro wrestling world. How can you do that? Head on over to iTunes, subscribe to 1640 PWPR, and subscribe for free because if it's for free, then it's for me. And if iTunes isn't your bag, then check out the B-plus Players Radio. The archive of our live Sunday show drops every Tuesday. And if it doesn't happen to drop right down in there, don't worry. You can listen to other archive shows while you make a formal complaint to the brainchild of B-plus, Mark Adam Haggerty, who just so happens to host a podcast on B-plus called Outsider's Edge. Ken, my job here is done on the day five this week. Let's get back into some pro wrestling talk. But before we do that, Next week, there will not be a Dave 550 News Report. Instead, I will have an extended pay-per-view throwback highlighting the Tales from the Citrus Bowl of WrestleMania 24. My personal live experience being at WrestleMania 24 in 2008. Now, let's get back to some pro wrestling talk. Ken, take it away. That's very cool. Yeah, WrestleMania, I mean, it's cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that. WrestleMania going is such a such a fun experience. I can't... I can't stress enough when people say like oh, I wouldn't spend the money to go to WrestleMania it's just even if the sh- the show is terrible it's just it's such a fun weekend and uh I'm uh, I, I, maybe next week I'll share some memories too but this this year I'm going and this year will actually be my 10th WrestleMania attending wow. live so it's a it's a milestone mania for me um so uh, I'm excited to to head on out to Orlando and uh, see that live. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's a good time. It's it's a fun time. You know, I noticed. Uh, you know, it's funny to to kind of get into. You know, I what, conspicuously missing from the news. I feel like we need some like '70s like bounce, uh, Page, uh, Xavier Woods, and um, Brad Maddox. Uh, in the news, uh, to say the least, as uh, uh, adult uh, videos surfaced uh, from, from these three, um, Xavier Woods, uh, with a high-profile role going into this year's WrestleMania, um, could his job be in jeopardy at this point? Could the Page Film Project be in jeopardy? Um, you know, Jesus, man. I mean, I know it's it's today's day and age, and and. Uh, I know that that you know maybe I'm 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 a little old and and I'm just maybe maybe I'm a little bit out of touch but I mean when can can you can you just screw each other and not film it can you just do that you know it just it, it'll be a lot better for everyone involved that people just learn to you know don't throw on the the, the iPhone camera just uh, whatever kinky shit you happen to be into just keep it behind closed doors but uh Man, it's like the, the the story unfolded. It was like you know, sex tape revealed, and then as as you just heard the details, Dave, it just got weirder and weirder. Yeah, I mean, I, I because I knew we were going to be talking about it in this show. Not that I found <laughs> any pleasure. Not that I found any pleasure in this. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I love you, honey. If you're listening, um, my wife. Uh, I did search some of the images and. Uh, this um this act of uh, of fornication that took place between the three of them looked like it took place in the dressing room of a clothing department store. 
So I would have hate to have been the guy at the end of the night, uh, Old Navy, that had to uh, clean up the, uh, the the dressing room when it took place in there. But I mean, it's just, it, I mean, the whole thing's a mess. Um, but I'm I'm confident. Here's here's my take on this whole situation. And I won't go into great length. Okay, it seems that usually this stuff happens right around WrestleMania season. Okay. Four years ago, Jack Swagger got pulled over and had a DUI because he was caught smoking pot and driving under the influence. He was in one of the four big main events at WrestleMania. Granted, he didn't get much of a push following that because his stock in the company wasn't that big to begin with. But nonetheless, he still had a prominent role at WrestleMania. Two years ago, Seth Rollins got caught sending a, sending a dingling pick to his side chick. And it turns out his fiance had caught wind of that. She exposed it on Twitter. The, the photo was leaked. And a month later, guess what? Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank and had probably one of the most memorable WrestleMania moments in recent memory. Now Xavier Woods is involved in this. Um, he's one of the hosts of WrestleMania. The rumor I'm hearing is that because this could go a few different ways. Number one, Linda McMahon, who is married to Vince McMahon, obviously the CEO of WWE, um, she's a part of the Donald Trump Small Business Administration in the White House. So there might be some action taking place because of her association with the organization and being in the White House. Um, Xavier Woods, the rumor is, is that they might keep New Day off TV for the next two weeks until WrestleMania for a number of reasons. First and more importantly, the next two weeks of Monday Night Raw, they're going to be in Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a nasty crowd to begin with, and Brooklyn can get right up there with them. So I can only imagine what kind of chance that you'll get from those audiences um, when, when the new, if the New Day were to come out and, and appear in front of the live audience. Um, I'll let you, you listeners be the judge of what those chants would be. So, um, And as far as Paige goes, not to get too graphic on the show because we do have children that listen to this, but the NXT Women's Championship somehow was involved in this video. So this took place during a time when Paige was the NXT Women's Champion, and uh, it was used for a very important scene at the end of this video. So, um, you know, I'll let you be the judge. And Here comes the money! Exactly, exactly. Money talks. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, um, I can't see too much taking place. With the, with, in, in regards to Paige, she's got to check her history. Two wellness violations. She's had some conduct issues with the company. There's been talk she's wanted to leave. She's, she's engaged Alberto Del Rio, and they've had some issues. And publicly, she's not been seen in the most, in the, in the most positive light. Um, from a from a from a PR standpoint in WWE and this situation with the video and the title belt, um, they could take some kind of action, maybe put her on some kind of probation. But the photos and the video, I guess, was leaked. Um, so it's kind of hard to punish someone when something was leaked when you didn't intend to do it. Um, from what I'm hearing, Paige's mother has sought legal action. Uh, they've so there there's going to be some legal issues involved with these leaked photos and videos. I can't see Xavier Woods really getting uh, punished. Like I said, if Rollins can take a picture of his ding dong and then cash in money in the bank and hold the title for over eight months, I don't see anything really happening between any between any of these people. It's worse, you get a slap on the wrist. These guys are off TV for a couple of weeks until WrestleMania. I, I mean, that, that's that's all I have to say about that. Put in your pants. Keep yeah, it I mean, home. 
end the discussion for me as far as I'm concerned. No, no, no. I mean, I have nothing else to say, really. It's just, you know, do, do your thing, but do it at home or make sure if you are going to film it that you lock it up somewhere so that nobody can get it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with, with this, and, and I guess where I would be concerned if I'm if I'm the WWE, and, and you're right, with, with Rollins, he had his cash in, but, you know, it's quick. It got the pop. The thing that would concern me with, with this tape, to be honest, if I'm working in the WWE, is, is New Day being hosts. So, I don't say lengthy, but, you know, longer segments with them talking that will loan itself to, to chance. And, yeah. you know, at WrestleMania, you know, WWE is a PG product. Um, but the WrestleMania crowd, um, to me, is a little bit different than your typical Monday Night Raw or SmackDown Live crowd. Um, a lot of people do make their pilgrimage to uh, WrestleMania. Um, you do have probably more adults. That uh, you know, make vacations out of it, take trips to Mania, um, and there is a, a percentage of of that that fan base that goes to Mania and especially the Raw afterwards that goes specifically to try and get their chant going, um, and and that's where when you're running a PG product, when you're running a project that uh, is family friendly, if I'm working in the in the offices of the WWE. That's where my concern would be. Uh, how is this crowd going to react? And and the interesting thing is, you're right, Dave. It'll probably wind up being a slap on the wrist. But do they wind up giving New Day maybe less segments on, on WrestleMania to try and squash that that potential chanting um, that, that may come from that crowd? Um, I don't know. You know, it, it's interesting. And it, it's it, to me, something like this uh, – with where uh, they are and what they're doing for Mania, it, it's not a good thing. And to our point, you know, do what you want to do. Just uh, maybe don't film it. And that, that's here's, all got to say about that. Let's get into WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, I do want to talk about uh, the build here because with so many matches on the card, and next week we'll give you our picks, and uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So we thought this week maybe we'd dissect uh, a little bit into these matches because we don't know how much time we're going to have with uh, – 11 matches, and who knows what might be added. Um, but I wanted to get into Taker and Reigns. And, you know, you have Roman Reigns who's had an interesting career, to say the least, um, was kind of the, the internet darling until the WWE decided to agree with the internet, and then the internet turned on him. Um, Roman Reigns does not suck. Uh, Roman Reigns, uh, to me, I like his style in-ring. I think he's a good in-ring competitor. Um but this this match has been a, a a weird build, and we've talked about it before on this show. If the day after the Rumble, um, Reigns came out and said, "This is my yard, and I'm, I'm putting Taker out the pasture," um, it would have made a little more sense to me. But it's it's kind of um, they're using that same storyline. Uh, it's a little bit late, I guess, but it's effective. Um, so it's one of those things where I guess the build is, is a little bit wonky. They had to build the fast lane and then build Taker's match. Um, I would like to see Taker around a little bit more during the WrestleMania builds, but it is what it is. Um, I think this could be a very entertaining match. I do wonder if Reigns is the guy uh, not to take – I don't want to use the term carry, but you guys know what I mean um, – to help, I guess, Taker through this match. Um 
I think their styles can complement each other well. Um, I like the story. I just I, when I look at this, I think this could be a very entertaining matchup. Um, I do have confidence in them, uh, or maybe it's cautious optimism. Um, but I think this is the time that if you're ever going to do something, change up Roman Reigns in some way, shape, or form, uh, if you're going to perhaps turn him like heel, not cutting a heel-ish promo, but really turn him heel, um, this is the time to do it. Uh, I liked his promo with Shawn Michaels. Um, hell, on a side note, I thought Shawn Michaels looked, looked awesome. I mean, I think Michaels is a guy that, He's going to respect the business and respect the fact that he was retired and not come back, but he looked like he was ready to go. Uh, his arms looked, looked jacked. Uh, maybe, you know, not being on the wellness policy is helping, but, uh, um, and I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, but I thought Michaels looked awesome. Uh, I've never been the biggest uh, fan of Michaels promo style, but I thought the promo was good from Michaels. I thought the segment was good with the two of them. So um, it's been, albeit maybe a short build, I I thought, I I think it's working. Um, I wonder what we're going to get from the match. Uh, But Dave, when I look at this and what they're doing here, I I think Roman Reigns, if not a full-on repackaging, could use some tweaking. And this would be the time to, to look at it, whether it's Going into, right before, or right after, I would like to see some tweaking with the Reigns character. I, I, I agree with you. I, I also go kind of back and forth about that um, based off of, you know, today's landscape in wrestling. I mean, it looks like clearly that they want to make him the next John Cena, the next heir apparent to the throne, to be the, the, the baby face. And it seems like that they're just kind of putting him into that John Cena mold where, like, they want to portray him as the hero, but the audience rejects that, and they'll just go against that grain with Roman Reigns for however long they decide they want to do that. I love Roman. I think he's destined to be a top guy. I think in some ways he is a top guy, um, and I think this this match with Undertaker is very pivotal for the rest of his career because he's in a. This is probably the biggest match he's going to ever be. He's, he's ever been in so far. Um, WrestleMania, any kind of match whatsoever. He's in there with Undertaker a guy who's defined WrestleMania in many ways. So um, I think this is, from what I'm hearing, it's designed to be like a torch passing kind of moment where like Undertaker, you know, will endorse Reigns, win or lose. Um, And I I, I don't think that him endorsing Reigns will all of a sudden 70,000 people in Orlando be like, oh, well, he's our hero now. But um, I do agree with you that there needs to be some tweaking. And we've talked about this a million times on the show before, but – I think in today's wrestling world, like everyone says, well, he's got to go full on heel. And to a larger, to, to, to some degree, I, I, I agree with that at being an old school wrestling fan of me. But then at the same time, like I go back to like when he was the TLC pay-per-view in 2015, he wrestled Sheamus and then the post-match beatdown that he gave with Hunter and just that more aggressive and vicious side, like, don't show so much vulnerability from the guy. Just show, like, this badass ass kicker. And that's what seems to resonate with the audience, was that he was just this vicious, relentless beast that was just going in on Triple H. And if he were to go that route, I'm not saying that the fans need to endear him, but I think that would suit him better if he were to be this more relentless, ruthless, just kind of, you know, silent, 
but violent kind of killer of a wrestler. Instead of trying to make him so flashy and give him such a personality, I mean, I, I, they, I'm not a big fan of them going the John Cena route with him. I think it works with Cena because Cena's on a whole other level, but I don't think it's going to have as – I don't think Reigns will have as much success as Cena will. I think he'll be very successful, but I don't think he'll be as successful or even surpass John Cena, in my opinion. I really don't think that's, that's the case. Um, but I, I, I do believe that there needs to be some tweaking. And if we saw more aggression from him, and, and starting in the next two weeks, heading into WrestleMania, I think it would be appropriate for him to be more aggressive in his matches, not even, in, not even a promo per se, but like Michael you know, mentioned it, he's like, Undertaker's gotten in your head already. Um, if we saw some more aggression from him, maybe in a match, maybe he takes out like a jobber, or he takes out, you know, uh, uh, you know, somebody, you know, and like you, you see a more aggressive side to him. I think that would add another dimension to his character that would help in the build up to uh, him and Undertaker. And the rumor now is that originally it was supposed to be Goldberg and Lesnar closing the show. There's now talk of doing Undertaker and Reigns uh, closing uh, WrestleMania, and it's supposed to be like I said, this torch passing kind of moment between the two. But nonetheless, I am looking forward to the match. I like Reigns. I just hope that I'm hoping for the sake of the fans and for Undertaker that this isn't an embarrassing moment for Undertaker because he does not look well. Um, but hopefully he's had time to get himself into shape and and ring shape and he could put on a a, a passable match and really help elevate Roman Reigns because I think it's really necessary that this WrestleMania more than anything Reigns is elevated to where the company wants him to go eventually. And I, and I do think, like, when we talk about tweaking, and, and personally, like, yeah, I'm I'm an old-school guy, and I would honestly like to see full-on real heel. Um, that's what I'd like to see. But if they're not going to go that route, I think the, the, the company's got to recognize that, uh, you know, John Cena is a, a type of, like, once-in-a-lifetime type scenario. And I, and I don't necessarily know if the, the right move is um, – Hey, John Cena is our top guy, and a large percentage of the crowd hates him, but we're still going to make him the top guy. We're going to keep him babyface, even though he gets booed in a lot of arenas. And let's just let's just do the same thing with Roman Reigns. Um, John Cena is John Cena, and Roman Reigns needs to be Roman Reigns. And and I, I don't know if if anybody really knows exactly what that is. I agree with you. I think that when Roman Reigns is super aggressive when Roman Reigns is, is just a, an ass kicker. Um, that's when I'm entertained by Roman Reigns. That's when uh, the character resonates with me. Um, you know, I would like to see, again, I don't like the coming out to the shield music. I don't like the continued shield getup. Um, and I, I'm not saying that he needs wholesale changes. Um, but that's definitely things that I would look to tweak. Um, I am looking forward to this matchup as well. I think it's a style where um, you have a guy like Roman Reigns, who's not a spot guy. Uh, when Roman Reigns is doing his Roman Reigns thing, he's just an ass kicker, uh, which could uh, be beneficial to the undertaker uh, late in his career. Um, style-wise, it could be just a, a brawl, which may be easier for, for taker rather than having to worry about uh, some crazy spots going on. It's intriguing to to wonder, like, what will wind up closing the show? Because you do have um, – I think when you look across the card, um, 
And you got a lot. And the thing is, when you look at this card and you look at the overview, I mean, you got Goldberg, Lesnar, big fight feel, Taker, Reigns, big fight feel, uh, Jericho, Owens, uh, Neville, Aries, uh, Wyatt, Orton, to name like all like potential show stealers. Um, what's interesting when you when you list those matches, I do think that Taker, Reigns, Goldberg, Lesnar are two matches that have that could both end the show and have the biggest question marks as far as, you know, what you could see. I, I think with both those matches, you have the potential of them knocking out of the park and, and seeing something special and getting maybe a few WrestleMania moments. And there's also potential for both, both these matches shitting the bed. Um, Goldberg has not been in, in, a, in a ring much the past decade. Um, you know, I, I mean... The last wrestling match that I wrestled was longer than all of Goldberg's matches combined since he's been back. Um, you know, what can him and Lesnar do at Mania? Are they going to give us a, a longer match? What is that match going to look like? And Taker Reigns, like you said, Dave, you know, and no disrespect intended on this show. But we don't want to see like an embarrassing moment for The Undertaker. When The Undertaker finally decides to hang it up, I hope that last match is a five-star match and Taker somehow summons his, his younger body for one last time and we see classic Undertaker, much like Kobe Bryant in his last game, somehow, after being a shell of his former self, busts out 60 points in his final game. Um, that's kind of what you're hoping to see. But when I look at these two matches that both have big fight feels, I look at two matches that probably have the biggest question marks and, and the the biggest uh, downside, I guess, of things going really south. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, um, you mentioned some other great matches there. Um, you know, Neville and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Aries and Orton and Wyatt. I particularly love the buildup for Orton and Wyatt. Um, it's it, – it's, it started really in the fall and the two of them were feuding and then they became a team and how it's progressed and the twists and turns. And I like how they've even incorporated like in the, to get to Orton finally challenging Wyatt, they incorporate AJ and Shane and how that spawned off. And I, and I'll be honest with you. I really enjoyed the Shane McMahon, AJ Styles um, build up. I wasn't, it, it wasn't my, certainly my first choice to see AJ wrestle Shane McMahon, but after watching Thursday night and what they did, to get to get to making the match official, I, I mean, I'm I'm 100 sold, and it's, it, that's another match that I think will be a show stealing match and potential to to steal the show. You know, and another thing I mentioned this earlier, the internet, internet wrestling community, they both they talk out of both sides of their mouth. On one hand, when they go to defend AJ Styles against anyone who's against AJ Styles, they say, well, AJ Styles is the kind of guy that can have a match, a great match with anybody. But then when it's rumored, before it's even announced officially or before we see any kind of real buildup, when it's rumored that AJ and Shane are going to be wrestling at WrestleMania, all you hear is, oh, this idea sucks. It's going to be a terrible match. Oh, it's so terrible, yet this is the guy that can carry anybody to a great match, huh? Right, Internet wrestling community? I mean, I'm – Overall, I've been very confident that this WrestleMania this year would be better than last year's for sure. And I think just in the build-up alone and the matches that we see on the card right now, like so far, it's been it's certainly been night and day compared to what we got last year. Last year, it was like we were trying to rub two nickels together to get a dime as far as you know getting a, getting a decent match on the card and get some juice to a storyline because it seemed like everything was just thrown together because 
There were so many injuries. And, and this year, you, you have unlimited uh, uh, amounts of talent that are available, and they're putting their match. They're 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 giving you some pretty good matchups this year. So I'm confident that this year's WrestleMania um, match wise and from a show and an entertainment aspect is definitely going to be uh, better than last year's. I agree, and and to, to pile on bashing the IWC, I, I again with with you know with uh, AJ Styles, you know. It kills me sometimes where, you know, people decide to anoint themselves like advocates for certain wrestlers. Like, you know, it's not fair to AJ. AJ should get this, you know. Every, you know, when you look at AJ Styles, man, AJ Styles, if they put him on the pre-show, it would be fair. Because this guy came in and everyone was like, what are they going to do with AJ? Are they going to relegate him to the mid-card? Is he going to be on NXT? And they gave AJ the keys to the car. AJ had a hell of a year this past year. So he's wrestling Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. He's got a spot on the WrestleMania card. And honestly, to your point, Dave, he's going to, they'll tear the house down because you know, Shane McMahon's going to have a spot that everyone's going to be like, that dude is a crazy son of a bitch. And I, I agree with the, the IWC in a sense that AJ Styles can carry just about anybody. So whatever can, Shane McMahon can do in the ring, AJ Styles will make sure to accentuate that. So, I, I mean, to, to me, like, the, the wrestling business, like, when you have a career in the WWE, you know, it, it, it's cyclical, man. It's, it, you, you know, you, you're going week in and week out. You know, you got storylines, you know, keep going. Like, one ends and one begins, like, immediately following to, to look at, like, AJ Styles and to get, like, outraged. I'm outraged that he doesn't have a more high-profile match. Jesus Christ. I mean, look <laughs> at the year that, that, that he had. They put this guy over huge. A guy coming from TNA that everyone thought, oh, you know, McMahon doesn't like pushing creations. And I would have agreed, pushing creations that he didn't have a, a hand in building. And, and they did they did right by AJ Styles. So, and still, and he's on the Mania card, and he has a fairly high-profile match. So I think everyone who's, like, worried about AJ Styles and his spot should just relax, pump the brakes a little bit. AJ Styles has had a stellar year, and, and good for him. He's one of the most talented in-ring workers in the business today. Good for him in, in his year. And when we look at potential show stealers, who the hell knows? Maybe not the match of the night, Dave, but I dare say in this match, we may have the quote-unquote spot of the night. Oh, absolutely. It depends on, you know, what kind of match they're, they're, they make it. There's rumors of, of, of making, of adding a gimmick to it, whether it's some kind of no disqualification stipulation. There's rumors of doing that, something similar to that in uh, Baron Corbin and Dean Ambrose when they officially announced it. There's talk of making that match near Continental title match. Another match that could be a sleeper, Show stealing match at WrestleMania. I mean, I can't tell you how many how many matches on this card that could be um, show stealing matches at WrestleMania. But I mentioned this in my news. Um, you know, not having Triple H and Rollins and the potential for you know Rollins not getting cleared. I mean, think about it. Triple H has been a big staple as a part of WrestleMania for many many years. He's only missed one WrestleMania since he's been with the company. WrestleMania 23 when he tore his quad. I, I kind of have a hard time believing that Triple H will not have an, could potentially not have an official match 
on this card. What do you think about that? that? That's interesting. That, that's really – I didn't realize that, like, he's been on every one except one. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, he missed WrestleMania 23 in 2007. He was originally supposed to face Cena in the main event, and he tore his quad, and that's when Shawn Michaels got his smile back, and he got the spot in the main event. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's talk of just maybe having, like, an, like an advertised in-ring altercation, and there won't be, like, an official match, similar to what Hunter did with The Rock and Ronda Rousey a couple of years ago. I mean, it, that's – and from what I – I mean, this is Orlando, NXT – Triple H created that baby. You would think that he'd want to have a, a spotlight match on the card. I mean, it, 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 I find it, and that, and him and Rollins, if it, if that happens, because we still don't even know if that's going to be made official yet. We're two weeks out. If that happens, that's another match that could be a show stealing match. So I mean, you have potential all over this card for WrestleMania to be a knock out of the park. Kick-ass show, but I don't want to overhype it, and then we get on the air in a couple of weeks after WrestleMania and say, "Boy, that show really fucking sucks." <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. Well, want that's to do just, that, I mean, so. that's the thing, though, man. And, and when you say it, you're right. There's so many potential show-stealing matches on this card that, um, for better or worse, the WWE has set the bar pretty high. Uh, when I look at this card on paper. Um, you know, you're looking at something that, uh, I mean, honestly, you're looking at this card thinking this, this could be a contender for one of the best WrestleManias ever on paper. Um, that's what they're giving us. And sometimes, you know, you do look at, at things that, um, you know, sometimes that could be a double-edged sword. When you book something that on paper uh, really raises people's expectations, um, if you don't deliver, the fall is just that much greater. I hope we're not saying that. I hope that the, the, uh, our show after WrestleMania, we're talking about how incredible Mania was. It remains to be seen, but there are a lot of show stealers, and we'll continue to get into it. But right now, let's go out to the phones. Again, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We got Mike on the line. Let's figure out, Mike, how are you doing this evening? Good, guys. How are you guys this evening? We're doing all right, man. We're kind of looking at the WrestleMania card. We got uh, 11 matches. We're talking about how... Uh, Lots of potential show stealers on this match, uh, on this card. Uh, what matches are you looking forward to most? Well, uh, I, I I definitely love the Shane McMahon uh, AJ Styles match. I think that's going to be a really good match. I think it's time for for Shane to go over because Shane helped get a hell of a performance last year against Undertaker. Um, I would I would love to see Shane win. Um, if it happens, I'm hoping Triple H you know, takes out Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins forgets that Triple H is the creator and now he's the destroyer. So that would be, that'd be really great to see that too. So if you had to pick one that you think is going to steal the show, what do you think will steal the show? Shane versus uh, AJ. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, that's, that's what I think is, is amazing when you look at this show that there's uh, really, and even stuff where you look at like, you know, who knows? The ladies could wind up stealing the show. I mean, you look this card top to bottom. Uh, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I mean, I would say that I can't say that the build has been uh, kick-ass all the way through. But uh, uh, on paper, we were looking at at least uh, there's storylines attached to, to these matches. And it doesn't look like things were thrown together. I'm curious your thought, Mike. Uh, what do you think of the build towards Mania? Do you, have you enjoyed it? Um, have you not enjoyed it? What's your thoughts on, on the build? 
the build, I think it's I think it's building nicely. I think it's building better than it did last year. I think um, that's my take on that. And also, there could be you know the potential rumor that John Cena could be proposing that to uh, could be proposing to uh, Nikki Bella in the ring after their match uh, against um, the Miz and Maurice. Wow. A proposal. I, I have. Not, I did not hear that rumor, but you know what? Like, Jim. Uh, I was going to say Jim Ross. Uh, Jim Ross wrote about it, and also Jim Ross also talked about it. So it didn't come out of nowhere. Jim Ross uh, brought it up first. He was the first. I I read something about it with Jim Ross. He said that's what. Uh, that's what the word on the street is. Huh? Because Maurice did make a, a reference to uh, her engagement ring uh, this past week on SmackDown and said. Uh, You'll never get one of these, so uh, huh? That could be cool—a WrestleMania moment, if you will. What do you and think of that, that match? You'll be able to see that if that happens. I know it'll be exciting. It'd be awesome. So, are you digging that 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 match that set up the uh, build for uh, John Cena, the, the mixed tag match? Yeah, I, I I like it. I like it. I I, I like the, the build up, and uh, I was also listening to what you guys were talking about before with Roman Reigns. Man, if there was a way to go back in time to use the time travel and, and get back back to the future, I bet you that people would say to to have um what do you call Roman Reigns uh, lose to Daniel Bryan because I tell you if if that's all the internet community the wrestling community have they need to just give it up right now because it's uh it's it's a totally stupid point to that whole deal. Are you looking forward to that matchup, Reigns and Taker? Yeah, I I think it's going to be great. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I just you know, if here's the point for this week though. You see, last week as as we left, he you know Roman Reigns said to Shawn Michaels, you know, I'll do the same thing to you, and then he got blindsided, and then he got blindsided by Braun. This week, if I'm him. I come out and I destroy Braun Strowman, a hundred percent. But I mean, you know, take it right to Braun, you know, with the with the intent. But I just I don't know. I I, I think there's I think the storyline is working nicely. I would like to see them bring out some past legends, you know, and 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 do like and do those angles that they that they used to do, you know, just bring out some more you know, legends that The Undertaker put down and, and get in the Roman's head a little bit more. Because to me, it just reminds me kind of, of when when Big Daddy Cool Diesel had the whole deal when, when he seen himself laying in the coffin and he seen himself, you know, and, and Diesel was supposed to be the guy. Like, you know, I, I just, and I also think they should turn Roman heel. What better legend to do it on than The than, than Undertaker? That's a good point. You know, we're we're hearing rumors, and before I let you go, I just want to ask if you were if you were booking, uh, the rumors are initially it was Goldberg Lesnar could be the the main event, meaning the final matchup. Uh, now there's rumblings that Taker Reigns could be the last match. If if you were booking Mania, what match ends the show? Yeah, uh, I would I I would uh, I would book I, I would definitely do Roman. I would definitely do Roman Taker. Um, because I think I, I think if they did I, I mean and, and again if if they do 
Goldberg versus Lesnar. Um, I think the fans are just, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, it depends on what they're going to do a two-minute match. And and the best is when you said all your matches, you worked more in your matches, and it lasted more than these two guys. I don't know. If they want to go long, then I go Taker versus Roman. If they want to go short, then I would put I would put Lesnar versus um, Goldberg. I don't know. But if it was me pulling the trigger, then I would go Undertaker, Roman. Hey, I was surprised Stone Cold's not working that match against uh, with uh, Goldberg and uh, <laughs> with Goldberg and Lesnar as referee again. Who knows? Maybe he'll make a cameo at some point. Maybe that'll be something to kind of stretch things out. Mike, thanks for the call, and uh, give us a buzz next week as we give you our WrestleMania brunch. We're starting actually at 11 a.m. Yeah. next Sunday. Oh, really? All right, guys. Well, I'm not going to be able. I'll, I'll I'll listen to you guys on B Plus Radio. Next week, I'm going to be busy. But, guys, have a great week, and thanks as always. And uh, I love talking to you guys. Keep up the good work, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, bro. Take it easy. You got Good stuff right there from uh, Mike and, um, you know, talking about I mean, he would end the show with Taker Reigns. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because I think back to, you know, going to WrestleMania 25 and how, uh, how much it was a mistake not ending with uh, Taker and uh, – Shawn Michaels. And, uh, you know, this is interesting when you look at, like, Goldberg-Lesnar and, uh, you know, and how much Goldberg... And I don't I don't know. I, with all respect, I don't know what Goldberg can do in the ring at this point. Um, you know, if, let's just say, for argument's sake, Taker is somehow able to, uh, you know, sip from the fountain of youth and uh, we, they give us at least... Uh, a reasonable facsimile of a, a classic Undertaker WrestleMania match. And uh, Goldberg Lesnar gives us uh, more of the same of what we've seen in recent memory. Um, you would do yourselves a disservice, in my opinion, to end the event uh, with Goldberg Lesnar. Um, I just remember at 25, uh, the crowd almost had a hangover. Um, and they just couldn't get into Triple H and, and Randy Orton. Um, it was just a, the crowd just couldn't get into it. It was like they were just spent. And if, if Taker Reigns kind of tear the house down and, and give us uh, something close to classic, I think you've got to end the show with that. You know, um, I as much respect as I have for Goldberg and Lesnar, um, I don't know if I would bet on them having a, a classic. We'll get a WrestleMania moment, uh, but I don't know if we're going to see a classic. So, um, I, Dave, it's interesting that you brought it up, but I think I'd start to lean towards Reigns and Taker uh, maybe ending the show. Um, I'm I'm certainly not in favor of going Goldberg-Lesnar because you know it's not going to be very long. At the most, it will go about. And this is and this is giving them. You know, this is this is. Ten minutes. That's what I think. I think we'll go ten minutes at the most, and that's really kind of stretching it. Okay, um, I just don't see. Um, they've already got issues with 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 you know with each other from WrestleMania 20 and the length of that match. And I think for WrestleMania, the magnitude of that show, a match that short, shouldn't be the closing match. Me personally, I'd like to see Orton and Wyatt, only because I think there's been really good, consistent storytelling and. It stays true to the form of 
the winner of the Royal Rumble main events WrestleMania, and Orton won the Royal Rumble. That's what I would like to see. However, I'm not against Undertaker Roman Reigns if they have a kick-ass match. And here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see them, I mean, personally, if they don't do Orton and Wyatt as the closing match, which they won't, but if they do Undertaker and Roman Reigns to close out WrestleMania, and let's say, win or lose, the end of the match comes around, Undertaker shakes Roman's hand, he raises his hand, then, you know, Reigns, you know, kind of gets whatever kind of pop or booze or whatever, they shoot off Pyro, and he walks out, and they kind of let Undertaker get his curtain call, so to speak. Not necessarily saying he's going to retire, but, you know, people know we're near the end of his in-ring career. So he kind of get that curtain call a little bit, uh, milk a pop, soak in all that adulation, and then really swerve everybody, and Braun Strowman just lays Undertaker out. And you end WrestleMania with Braun Strowman standing tall over a beaten and bruised Undertaker. Uh, I wouldn't mind that either. Um, that would be That's cool, too. Again, I, but we're looking at Braun Strowman as a guy uh, with uh, all the potential in the world. I wanted to hit on, as, as you, you know, when you look at these, all these potential show stealers and, and talking about Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, and uh, uh, coincidentally right now, uh, Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins uh, from WrestleMania 31? What? One. 31. 31. <laughs> 31 um, is on right now and watching. And uh, interesting, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm fine throwing out love to other shows today, uh, left and right, but uh, uh, Busted Open has just added Bully Ray as uh, one of the co-hosts. And uh, recently he was saying that uh, Randy Orton is the best worker in the world, according to Bully Ray. Um, that's some high praise. I mean, Bully Ray says so. Uh, who am I to argue? But I, I've been saying for a long time that, uh, you know, wrestling fans should recognize um, – that Randy Orton is something special. Randy Orton, uh, for a guy his size, what he can do and how smooth he is in the ring um, is phenomenal. Um, And, you know, a guy who grew up in the business, uh, which again, that probably helped, but also a guy that's got a lot of God-given natural abilities uh, in that ring. So smooth. And the guy, he's huge. Uh, it's just pretty incredible to watch him work. And he's going against a guy, another guy who's grown up in the business as well, who has uh, taken his character into a place where uh, probably the best talker uh, in the WWE right now. Uh, we actually had one person on our polls uh, list Bray Wyatt as the greatest talker ever. I think it's too soon to give him that. But there is a fan out there that thinks he's the best talker ever. So you got a guy who's got an incredible grasp of his character and also the way he works in the ring works consistently with that character. Um, so you got two guys who have grown up in the business, two guys who get how to tell stories and two guys who are very athletic and very gifted workers. Um, when you look at show stealers, which is what we're looking at tonight. And Dave, you said you'd like to see that main event. And I agree with you. Yes, it would be a cool main event. No, if I'm betting money, it's not going to be the last match on the card. Um, But this match, as we talk about so many, but this match has got a boatload of potential to 
just be, you know, a lot of fun. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see some pretty special spots. We'll see some great storytelling. Um, we'll see some athleticism and we'll also probably see some hard hitting brawling. Um, this is a match to me that could have just about everything a wrestling fan could want. And as we talk about potential show stealers, this is one that can move to the top of the class. I'm really looking forward to this matchup. I am too, just based on the fact that the buildup has been great. I mean, even before Orton won the Rumble, I was very, I wasn't totally 100% sold on this alliance between the two. And a lot of people, myself included, expect Orton to turn very quickly on Wyatt. But they dragged this out for a while that made you almost believe that, like, wow, these guys are actually a well-oiled machine. And I, I was really digging this unit. I, I liked them as a, as in this alliance and how Orton kind of broke up the Wyatt family from within. And, and now Bray's got nobody, and he's all by himself with Orton as the predator coming after his prey and the championship. I mean, the promos, the visual with Orton burning down the compound. I mean, some really good stuff. Very intriguing. Every move they've made has made sense. I mean, I certainly did not predict that Orton was going to give up the title shot and use that as, as, as a part of his psychological warfare with Wyatt. I mean, the, everything they've done has made sense, has been a good move from a storyline perspective. And the two of them, I think we'll have a fantastic match. You'll see a good mix of styles. You'll see some brawling. You'll see some good wrestling. Um, who, here's someone who's been absent from all this is Luke Harper. Luke Harper was in the mix for a while. And now he's just kind of disappeared for the past few weeks. It wouldn't shock me if he made a cameo in this match. Eric Rowan's cleared to return. It wouldn't shock me if he made a cameo in the match as well. He's still got some unfinished business in the Wyatt family, so to speak. Um, overall, I think there's going to be a good payoff to this. And, Everybody involved is going to come out better from this storyline. But from, from bell to bell, I'm really looking forward to this, to this match between the two of them. Probably in my like top three of, of matches, I'm really looking forward to at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's amazing when you look at the, this card and, and the, sh- the matches that could wind up stealing the show. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Let's go out to the phones. We got a... This doesn't look familiar. Four three four number. Let's pull them up. Call, are you there? Uh, yes, this is Joe. Uh, I just want to know what you guys think of developmental talent Melvin Dassey, and I'll take my offer. I'll, I'll take my answer off air. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the phone. Oh my god! You know who that is? I I do not. That is Joe from the former show New Surge Live that was on the 1640 network. Okay. You remember Joe remember Joe White and that whole I do remember, yes. Mike, and you know the whole beefy had with Mike Ferrara? Yes. Yeah. That's Joe White. And apparently Melvin Dassey is like the word of the day, like Pee Wee's Playhouse or something on that show. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well that's good to know. So let let's let's get back to uh WrestleMania and the potential Thanks for calling, show appreciate it. What was that? Appreciate the phone call, Joe. Thank you very yes. much. <laughs> I'll, I'll be waiting for your shout-out on your show next week. Good stuff, good stuff. Fun stuff. It's wrestling. We have a good time with it. But um, uh, looking at uh, potential show stealers, uh, you know, like I said, the ladies could steal the show. I think it's funny how, you know, you got John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice, and uh, maybe we have a potential proposal, but – uh. 
You know, John Cena out of the main event picture, a mid card, uh, a gimmick match for him. Um, good for him taking a, a back seat. Uh, you know, he is John Cena, uh, legendary career, and uh, he's in a mid card match. This should be fun. I, I've said it time and time again, and, and re- reformed Ms. Hater, uh, you know, doing this show. I think his work has been great. Uh, he's really been a, a brilliant old school type heel. Uh, I enjoy what he's doing. Um, I'm not expecting a lot. I'm not expecting this to be a show stealer, quote unquote, but honestly, Dave, I think this is going to be kind of entertaining. It'll be fun. Um, it's not going to be something I'm hoping that it's not going to be something I'm going to be like, Oh Jesus, that was awful. I'm just looking for something that's going to be some entertaining stuff. Uh, some goofy moments, perhaps some comedy mixed in. Um, but just a fun little match. Uh, I, I've liked the build for it. Um, it's not going to move heaven and earth, but interesting stuff and, and should be a fun match as somewhere in the middle of the card at WrestleMania. Yeah, it should be. I mean, when this match was first rumored before it was officially announced, before they even kind of made any, you know, build up between the two on television, uh, I wasn't a big fan of this. I mean, I really selfishly wanted to see John Cena and Undertaker because I think that's a, a match that could draw huge money. Um, and we're in the twilight years of Undertaker's career. We're like in the final stages of his of his in-ring career, in my opinion. And I felt like this WrestleMania would have, would have been a perfect opportunity. I still think that that match is on the table, but obviously not for WrestleMania. So when I heard about this match, I was just kind of like, wow, they really relegated Cena to a mixed tag. And the whole idea of maybe possibly proposing to Nikki Bella. And I was just like, I'm not really a big fan of this idea. I hate this idea. And then they surprised me from a creative standpoint with the, the, the backstage terminology that they've then the behind the scenes conflict that they have, you know, that's, I don't know how much of it is real and what's not, but they have used that and, and, and kind of brought a shoot element to the storyline that has been really intriguing. And I mean, Miz has carried the load when it comes to that with the mic work, his delivery, um, his progression as a character, like I said, I used to always think of him, well, that's the guy in the real world that decided he wanted to wrestle. Well, now, Miz, to me, is a WWE superstar, and I forgot he was ever on the real world. And I've not never been the biggest Miz fan, but over time, he has really impressed me to the point now where, you know, he did wonders to help elevate the Intercontinental Championship last year, and I think his involvement with Cena at Mania this year is a reward for him. And I think him coming out of this match, whether he wins or loses, it will be a huge benefit. That he wrestles that, that he wrestled John Cena in a match, albeit with his wife in, in the match and Cena's girlfriend. It will be a huge benefit for him going forward. And I, dare I say, he's definitely earned his stripes. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight for the title. Something that's very taboo on this show, and we'll probably, that could be a whole show just based off of of, of agreeing or disagreeing about that subject. But, yeah. but I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind seeing him fight for the belt on a pay-per-view and be in the main event. I mean, he's, he's really progressed to make me believe that he's, you know, a, a bigger deal than he once was. So uh, because I've been pleasantly surprised about this buildup and how well they've done this, I'm looking forward to this match a lot too. Not from an in-ring perspective, but from entertainment aspect and what comes after for the, the, the payoff. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I said before, I mean, storylines, you know, it's wrestling, man. And then, uh, Storyline's got to start and finish, and and you know you got to start stuff up again. So, um, you know, just because it's WrestleMania, you know, you know certain 
story arcs will end, but things have to begin again. And, uh, you know, John Cena and The Miz having a program, um, why not going forward? Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm still I'm, – I'm, I haven't been sold yet. Maybe I'm just scarred on, on seeing him uh, main eventing again. But, uh, I, again, I, I'm, I'm a fan right now. I just like everything The Miz is doing. Uh, you know, I, I look at guys like The Miz and, and, honestly, a guy like Kevin Owens just being like – throwback kind of heels that are, are you know not trying to be cool that they're they're going after that crowd they're enjoying the booze they're getting mostly booze they're not trying to be uh fun entertaining heels they're trying to be assholes um and and that's the kind of heel i like to see and um you know we had 90 seconds left but chris jericho kevin owens another potential show stealer two guys that both their styles i think are going to work really well um this again could wind up being match of the night. Agreed. Totally agreed. And we'll get into that more next week on our WrestleMania Ken Reedy show pregame brunch spectacular, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. next Sunday. Rocky joins us. Full perspective on, on the WrestleMania card. Maybe we'll even tell some past WrestleMania stories. I'm really looking forward to it, Ken. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too, man. It's uh, It's been fun. It's been a, it's been a good run, you know, WrestleMania season as, as a wrestling fan. Um, you know, if I, if I could say anything to, to wrestling fans, especially you you bitter, bitter creatures in the IWC, man, like, check your shit at the door and just be a fan. Enjoy it. It's WrestleMania season. I mean, we'll dissect it and everything, but, man, it's not life and death. The wrestling should be an escape. Wrestling should be something that, that's fun. So, um, whatever, man. Enjoy it. Become a mark. I hate that term, but whatever. Enjoy WrestleMania season. Enjoy WrestleMania. We'll be back next week at 11 a.m. to give you all our picks for WrestleMania. Until then, enjoy Raw. Enjoy SmackDown. We'll be back next Sunday with Rocky. For Dave, I am Ken. Have a good night, everybody.